Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Stoltz, and today is episode number 77, where I talk about true strength. What is exactly true strength, and what's the definition, in my opinion? What is relative strength, and how is that equal to true? to true strength. That's what I talk about in today's show. Thank you for joining me and thank you for tuning into this workout Wednesday, for supporting the show, for subscribing, reviewing, and checking out triplefpodcast.com. All these different places you can go to connect with me, Instagram, Facebook, and they're all linked down in the full description of this podcast. Thanks for joining me again. I'm Jordan Stoltz and this is the Triple F Podcast. Welcome to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Keep listening for some awesome advice on health, motivation, and becoming a better version of yourself. Be sure to tune in every week for Motivation Monday, Workout Wednesday, and Foodie Friday. Behind the mic today, your host, a strength and conditioning coach, husband, and businessman, Jordan Stoltz. Workout Wednesday. What's up, everyone? It is Workout Wednesday, and I'm Jordan Stoltz, your host, back with another show, and this is episode number 77, and in today's episode, I'm talking about true strength. What is true strength, in my opinion? How does it equate to relative strength, body weight training, and all that good stuff? Uh, Pretty inspired to do this episode because of some Ninja Warrior I've been watching on TV, so I thought that uh, it was a good time to do this episode where I really talk about true strength and what it means and how you can get there right with your own body with uh clients maybe if you're a trainer these kinds of different situations if someone wants true strength how do they get there well in my opinion you know there's many different concepts of strength uh and that these are things that people have in their own minds right these are different concepts in people's head of strength if you if i say the word strength physical strength what do you think of And for some people, it's going to be moving a lot of weight. So moving, you know, hundreds of pounds in certain exercises, uh, powerlifting movements, things like that. For others, it's going to be just being strong in a full range of motion. So being mobile and being strong in those mobile positions. For other people, it's going to be all about moving your body, right? It's going to be about pull-ups, push-ups, squats, these different things you can do with your own body and how good you are at them. It's going to mean doing these for many repetitions. Um, And then for other people, it's going to be mental strength, right? The strength you get to push through the adversity and training to push through the hard barriers that are in your mind, right? It's about um, kind of putting your head down and putting, pushing through those tough sets. Really, they're all true, right? These are all definitions of strength. They're all concepts of strength and nobody's wrong in this situation. It's very individual. I do have an opinion on what I think is true strength, and I'm going to share that with you, uh, but they are all right, right? And it's kind of something you can define in your own head when you say, I want to be strong. What does that mean? There is, though, a kind of strength that may be better than the other kinds of strength, which I'll go over in this show. I'm going to start out the next part of this episode like I would start out any good research paper, right? Merriam-Webster defines strength as, well, one is the the capacity for exertion and endurance. So basically how much your body can exert, the intensity it can provide, and then the endurance it can do that for. 
And then the second definition is the power to resist force. Okay, so a force that's coming down on your body or across on your body, how able are you to resist that? And this power to resist force is the science behind training, right? It's the science behind working out. It's resisting force or pushing against force to elicit a a muscular response, okay? So, um, for example, a barbell curl is a good example. It's an easy one to think of. You're doing a curl with a barbell. Uh, You have it out in front of you in the 90-degree position on the way up, and you're resisting an external force from gravity, pushing down on that barbell, right? It's pushing down away from your body, which is trying to pull your body forward. So you're having to resist that, and you're also resisting gravity by pulling the barbell up. Um, Another example, a deadlift, another easy example here, you're picking weight up off the floor. All you're doing is resisting the weight of the weights in the bar plus the weight of gravity pushing down on it, right? So all weight really is is the gravity forces is pushing down into the ground to keep it simple. Um, So you're just resisting the external force and that is what strength means. The most common force is going to be gravity, right? Everything, whether it's a band, your body weight, a machine, a actual barbell or dumbbell, it's all going to be utilizing gravity in a certain way in the exercises. So you're going to have to resist that weight, which is basically related to gravity. What better way to think of gravity than your own body weight, right? You have your own weight, maybe you're 150 pounds, and you are having the gravitational forces pushing down on you, right? So if you're able to move your body through space, if you're able to be able to move your body well, that's going to equate to a lot of strength because you're going to be able to resist the external forces of gravity with your own body and move yourself well. That leads me into what my true definition of strength is, the one true definition of strength all around the board, and that is, well, I want to give you a few considerations first, okay, before I go into it. So hold off on that drum roll. And I think strength can be defined on an individual basis, which is what I was saying earlier. You know, different concepts of strength are different people. You might have different goals. It could be mental, physical, or emotional strength. And the goal doesn't really have to be strength, right? You can just have a goal to look better. You can have a goal to... Uh, perform better to be ready for certain situations. It doesn't have to be strength, um, but strength should be a goal for everyone because you need strength in the real world kind of situations you have, right? You'll need to lift that bag. You'll need to open that jar even. You'll have to move your body through space. And just because of the functionality of that and the way that people will have goals for strength, right? Most people don't really want to lift 700 pounds off of the floor. It might sound cool, but it's not really practical and it's not something most people are going to be dedicated to train for. What most people are going to want to train for is to be strong and be able to move their body well, to feel good, and to really have a high relative strength. That is true strength, folks. It is relative strength. So relative strength with a healthy body fat level that's the true definition of strength to me and what that can be really defined as is having a high amount of strength 
compared to your body weight, okay? So if you basically just made a fraction and you said like your strength number, which is, you know, subjective, it's not actually a number, but just think of it this way, you have your strength number over your body weight. You're able to maybe plug in all these different weightlifting lifts or body weight lifts all kind of together. So think about it like this. Um, If you're able to, so there's person A and person B. Person A is able to bench press 300 pounds and he weighs 300 pounds. Person B is able to bench press 250 pounds and he weighs 150 pounds, right? Who is more, who has more strength? Who's more relatively strong? It is person B, right? Because person A is on a one-to-one basis. So even though the absolute weight is very, very high, which means, you know, bench pressing 300 pounds, very impressive, right? Very, very impressive. But the ratio is one-to-one because you person A weighs 300 pounds as well. Person B, even though they only bench 250, they weigh 150, which means they can bench press 100 more pounds than they weigh, right? They're nearing a two-to-one ratio. They're at like a one-and-a-half, 1.75-to-1 ratio of their strength to their body weight. That person is relatively strong. For their body weight, they can move a lot of weight or they can do things very, very well. That's what true strength is. The heavier you are, the stronger you need to be, and the body is hard to push beyond that point. So that's really why I recommend you keep your body weight relatively in check and you keep your body fat low, right? So the perfect definition of relative strength would be high muscle mass, uh, low body fat, high relative strength, which means a lot of strength in certain movements, certain exercises, but you have low body fat and a lot of muscle. So you don't weigh a lot, but you have muscle on your frame, right? You're not just like a stick that can bench press 150 pounds, for example, it's, you know, you have a lot of strength, you have maybe some weight, but you have a healthy body fat. And that relative strength is key there. Body weight is a good example of this. I think, you know, weightlifting examples are concrete because you can use numbers. But the people who are arguably the most relatively strong are people who are good at body weight movements. So think about a gymnast, right? They're crazy good at moving their body through space. They can do pull-ups on pull-ups, they can spin their body around, they have really good control of themselves. Um, Even like a ninja warrior, like I was saying, I was watching this on TV, you know, these guys able to hang from bars for a long, long time or be able to swing around to be able to be quick on their feet, to be able to pull themselves up as they're climbing. This is really relatively strong because you're able to, you can't weigh too much in this sport because if you do, you know, you're going to have too much gravity pulling you down, but you have to be relatively strong so you can easily move your body through space for a long period of time. Any body weight training expert you're going to see is really strong relatively to their body weight, which, like I said, basically means they have a high amount of strength, not a lot of weight, so they have a good ratio going on there. I wrote an article probably three or four years ago now um, and it was with my other website that I grew, which was called Lean and Athletic. And I wrote an article called uh, Master Your Own Body Weight. And I talked about the importance of 
really why people should master their body weight before they really jump into heavy weights, right? I thought, especially at that time, I was of the belief that someone should be able to do a lot of things like push-ups, pull-ups, rows, squats with their own body weight before you move on to external forces loaded onto you as well. Now, I've kind of shifted my mindset a little bit just as my knowledge of different exercise science of different things have grown, I guess, over time. But it is kind of holds true how mastering your own body weight is critical and mastering your own body weight is key to strength. If you aren't able to move your body through space, if you aren't able to be strong relative to your body weight, what are you doing, right? What are you prepared for in your life? And are you truly strong? That's the question. Another question you guys might be having right now is, should you only train with body weight, right? I talk about these body weight trainers. I talk about ninja warriors, gymnasts, uh, whatever you you want to think of when you think of body weight training. And I think, you know, relative strength is a strong person that can move their body through space easily. Does that mean you should only train with your body weight training? Does that mean you should only do push-ups, pull-ups, dips, inverted rows, because these are the things that will lead to high relative strength. Well, it is a good way, right? Because with bodyweight training, you're training relative strength directly. You can actually see how well you can move your own body through space. You can see, okay, I can do four pull-ups today. Maybe in a month, I can do eight. So I am increasing my relative strength because I can move my body weight. I'm strong enough to move my body weight through space double the amount of times it was before, right? You're able to see these tangible results. However, it can end up not being optimal if you've been training a while. There's a few things that body weight's not good for. And number one, that'd be that body weight training can beat you up. So it can really cause some injury problems uh, just because of the stress on the joints. You really have to work up slow. Gymnasts work on the different holds and movements that they do. For years, they start when they're just kids and they work up building the strength in the bones, ligaments, tendons, and muscles. So it can beat you up if you just jump right in training your relative strength through bodyweight training. Also, bodyweight training, sometimes it's hard to target certain muscle groups if you're really advanced. You know, you might have pretty strong back muscles, but some of those small muscles in the back, you won't be able to nail just with pull-ups all the time, right? Maybe you have to do more horizontal pulling then vertical pulling for health of your shoulders. Maybe you have just some kind of imbalance. Sorry about that phone. Uh, but maybe you have some kind of imbalance that uh, you need to address, and you can't do that with just your body weight. So you can train your relative strength through other methods, though. And you can do you know, different training methods like bands, machines, weights, all these different things. Weights, for example, train your relative strength actually pretty well, even though you're not necessarily moving your body through strength, through space, you are using weights to increase your relative strength, right? If you are having a low enough weight and low enough body fat percentage and you're increasing the weight you can lift, you're increasing that ratio I was talking about before. If you can squat 100 pounds today and in a year you can squat 200 pounds and you weigh the same amount, you've just dramatically increased your relative strength in your legs and in that certain movement. So you need to pick movements that 
move your body through space. That's why I think free weights are superior, is because you're learning to move your body. You're learning that relative strength concept.、Uh, but you can train relative strength through other methods, and you can train, you know, to have a low body fat. You can train to have a high absolute strength. So basically, you want to end up at the point where you have a lot of absolute strength. You can lift a lot of weight if you're using weights, and then you don't have the high body weight that sometimes comes with it. So you have lower body fat percentage, lower weight, but you can move a lot of weight well, and you can move in full ranges of motion. That's what true strength really is. And the body weight training, in my opinion, is not superior to weights just because、um, it's easier to. Provides certain stimuluses to certain muscles that you can't really do with body weight training. You'll really end up doing a lot of full body workouts with body weight training, which maybe is good for a beginner or early intermediate. But as you get on, you'll need the external forces from weights. Body weight training, though, is a good test of relative strength, and that's why I think you should be able to be proficient at it. The kind of workouts I recommend for people usually consist of some kind of big compound movement where you're doing. A big lift. You're doing maybe another lift or two that supplement the first one. So, say it's a, a squat. I'll use that example again. So, you say you're doing a barbell squat. That's your big lift. Do some sets with that, and then the following exercise or two are going to be your weak points of that movement. So maybe it's a maybe it's a hamstring exercise. Maybe you're doing another kind of squat, like a front squat. And then you move on to body weight training and some other accessory work for small muscle groups. I like putting in body weight training though in each workout at the end, just to kind of keep you in check because it's easy to just focus on moving the weight up on the bar and not really noticing that you're starting to move not as good or maybe you're not being as relatively strong as you thought. Right? You want to have the strength, but you don't want to add the weight, and you want to still be able to move your body around easily. That is true strength. Is relative strength. High strength compared to body weight—it's that ratio, and that's what you need to work on. That's what you need to be aware of in your training. Thanks for joining me, everyone. That was a workout Wednesday. Workout Wednesday. Sorry about the little interruption there with the phone ringing, but、uh, things happen, right? And I hope you guys got a lot from this episode, and you're able to put this into your training, or at least how you view training. Right? This isn't necessarily something that has to change how you train. If you enjoy how you train, keep doing that. The consistency is king there, but you need to be aware that your relative strength is a key factor in your total definition of strength and how you can move your body through space. It's very important. Probably the most important thing in your training is your relative strength. So definitely don't ignore it. That's today's show. That's the workout Wednesday, and that's episode number seventy-seven of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. Love talking about fitness on Workout Wednesdays. And if you have any fitness questions, go to triplefpodcast.com/slash/contact and ask your question there. I'll be sure to answer it on the show or through an email, so you can get your questions answered. Thank you for joining me. I'm Jordan Stoltz, your host. Signing off until Friday. I'll see you later. Thank you for listening to the Triple F podcast. Please leave a five star iTunes review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Tune in next time for more great tips on fitness, food, and freedom. 